You're listening to episode 83 of the Master Your Mind, Business, and Life podcast. If you don't think I pay attention to which topics really get the audience listening and engaged, well, you're wrong, boo. Last year's Twin Flame conversation with Sama Amlashi has yet to move away from the top five most downloaded category since it launched. And when I asked on Instagram what you wanted more of, I also had an overwhelming response that pointed straight to Twin Flames. Keeping on with the theme of this month of energy forecast, I decided to bring in Twin Flame coach and psychic medium Charlotte of Happy Souls 1111 to give us a glimpse of what we can expect for the Twin Flame Collective this year. Now before I introduce you to Charlotte, let's go over the review of the week. This week's review comes from Namaste, which was left on Apple Podcasts and it reads, Lauren does an incredible job drawing upon thought leaders in various arenas to cover the best ways to master your life. She is an empowering force and an excellent communicator and each conversation she has is filled with nuggets of wisdom. Well, dang, namaste. You really know how to make a girl's day. I love reading the reviews. They really do serve as feedback to me. Plus, of course, they help expand the reach of this podcast to others. If you want your review featured on the show, simply leave one on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Podbean, or you can head over to mindbizlike.com. Just look for the review tab and drop it there. Oh, and yes, we're officially on iHeartRadio. I forgot to tell you this little announcement. If you're following me on Instagram or Facebook, you already know the information, but so sorry I forgot to tell you sooner. If you rock with iHeart, you can now rock with Master Your Mind, Business, and Life through that platform. While you're listening today, if something resonates, share it with me. I'm everywhere on social media at MindBizLife. All right, are you ready to meet Charlotte and uncover what awaits the Twin Flame Collective this year? You know what to do. Tune in, turn it up, let's go. You're listening to Master Your Mind, Business and Life. Conversations with everyday world shifters, truth seekers, and rule breakers. Here's your host, Lauren Smith. episode. Today's guest is Charlotte from Happy Souls 1111. Hey Charlotte, welcome to the show. I've been really looking forward to this conversation. Hi, thank you for inviting me. I'm very excited to do this with you. Today we're going to be talking about twin flames, what they are, the collective energy forecast uh, for 2020, um, if everyone has a twin flame. But before we do all this, I'm really interested to just learn more about you. You have a ton of credentials under your belt from twin flame coach to Reiki master to hypnotherapist, past life regressionist. I mean, I feel like the list just goes on and on. Have you always worked in the capacity of being a light worker? No, absolutely not. This, this all came about post my Twin Flame Awakening. So I, I, I just had a very, very strong call to, to change my whole life path. It happened very quickly for me within a year. Um, my whole life changed. So it's, it's pretty new to me. I've been doing it about two years now, but it, it all happened quite suddenly. So I was very corporate before. I was the president really? of a large company. Yeah. Wow. I never <laughs> would have guessed nothing it. Nothing spiritual at all. Yeah. Wow. I never would have guessed that yeah. because you just flow so easily. Like you've been doing this your whole life. It does feel like that. I, I was always a very spiritual child and um, I had some kind of dodgy experiences as a kid, which really put me off spirituality or being kind of open about it. Mm. So I've kind of always studied um, 
spiritual subjects, but never practiced anything, never applied myself to anything. And then post awakening kind of bubbled to the surface quite rapidly. And I I started retraining. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. So that like happened, happened fast. It sounds like. Absolutely. Yeah. It was really quick. So from awakening within three months, I'd already kind of begun training Wow, and retraining. I, I started with hypnotherapy and meditation um, and Reiki. Mm. And it's all kind of just spiraled from there. It's been a really interesting couple of years. When you say that your twin flame awakening kind of started this, how did you know that you had met your twin flame? Well, I didn't for a long time. It was a, a solid three years afterwards that I had a, a very powerful awakening. Um, up until that point, I had no idea what twin flames were. Um, I'd had a very unusual connection with um, my person, for want of a better word, my twin. I'd never quite understood. And, um, yeah, that culminated in a, a kind of powerful spiritual awakening, which really shook me. I thought I was crazy for quite a few weeks. <laughs> Sought um, psychiatric support and everything. I was absolutely convinced I was schizophrenic. Mm. Um, obviously, was not diagnosed with anything, and the doctors all or told me it was some kind of post-traumatic coping mechanism from the, the, the grief or absence from the, this, my twin. But I didn't really know him that well, so it, it, I had no context. It, it didn't feel like a logical explanation to me. So it was a very confusing time. Um, but eventually, you know, you stumbled upon it and it was like a thousand pennies dropping at once. Wow. How amazing. So let's go back to what a twin flame is. There are so many different definitions that are just floating around the internet. Sometimes you'll read one and then you read the next one and it's very contradicting. What is your definition of a twin flame? So a twin flame, everybody has one. Not everyone's destined to meet them in this lifetime. But when our soul incarnates, it splits into a divine masculine and a divine feminine energy. And we both go about many lifetimes learning our own lessons um, and, you know, until, until we're ready to ascend, at which point we, we meet our twin and, and begin that ascension process um, ready to come back into unity. So, you know, this, the soul is always intended to reunite and to, to, to come back into that perfect whole um, unit. Yeah. Mm. So that's, mm. that's my theory. Yeah. Um, there are lots of them, but I think that, that, that kind of goes all the way back to Plato's symposium, who Plato talks about the, you know, the soul incarnating as an ovoid that splits in two. And I think you see that demonstrated in pretty much every culture and religion mm. you know the yin Adam the yang, and the dark the light yeah it's yeah. it's it's kind of in every single religious text really so it makes sense to me do twin flames have they spent other lifetimes together um typically or is it or is it like a one Absolutely. lifetime yeah 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 they're always magnetized together so the energy between them is always powerfully magnetic um but until they're ready for ascension it's very unlikely that they would have had any kind of calm or settled unions 
mm. um, in previous lifetimes. It could be that they've come together and had relationships that didn't last. Um, but really, until both parties are healed, a twin flame connection is very, very challenging. Mm. So you could have certainly met them and experienced them under many guises in previous lifetimes, but it would have been unlikely to have been a, a prolonged and satisfying union until you were awake to the twin flame concepts and the healing that was required of you. Mm. What is the difference between a soulmate and a twin flame then? Well, all of us have a soul group. So this is a group of people that, you know, are connected um, through our soul's history, but we're not connected energetically a twin flame literally is is kind of like your you know in in literal physical 3d terms when we have a identical set of twins they are genetically identical and um, so two twin flames are energetically identical mm. except they have the masculine and feminine polarity so it's they share energy so when I look at a person's energy, I can see if they've met their twin flame counterpart because they share energy with them. However, a soulmate would not share any energy with you specifically. They will share a timeline, a history, and certainly karmic agreements, contracts, and so forth. Um, it's a bit like family. You know, yeah. you, you've, you've kind of got a similar genetic code, but you're not the same. You're, you're very unique and individual. Are karmic partners and soulmates, can they kind of be the same? Yes. I mean, a soulmate can also be a karmic partner, um, but karmic partners aren't always necessarily from our soul group. They can be someone which we've, you know, generated karma with through our previous histories as a souls through previous lifetimes. So they're not necessarily always part of our soul group, but they certainly can be. How do you know when you have met your twin flame because i i know that some people you're like oh i met my husband and i had all the butterflies and then you hear that couple divorcing a couple years later so how do you know really when it's your twin flame i think it's actually quite tricky because a twin flame connection very closely um mimics a very codependent toxic connection as well mm. um, you know a, a lot of people exist with self-love deficits or anxious attachment or you know intimacy avoidance all of these kind of um, trauma driven um, disorders that we experienced in relationships so it's very difficult to identify I think the key symptoms to, to watch out for are the spiritual ones um, you know, for an example, telepathy is a very, very common occurrence in twin flames. It's very peculiar and unique to that connection. So astral communication or that telepathic connection. Um, I think until you've experienced it, it's very difficult to nail it down. I mean, when you Google, there are a variety of signs and symptoms and, and things that can come up. But really, the only way of knowing is, is energetically speaking, that there are a lot of people that believe they are twin flames um, that quite often are just in a very codependent or, or toxic relationship because the, the runner chase, the dynamic of the twin flame connection does mimic, you know, that kind of energy. Yeah. So it's actually quite difficult to tell. But I think it's, for me, it's, it's an intense magnetism that does not go away. I had a almost three year separation with my twin um, I didn't know him very well, so the, the, it didn't make any sense whatsoever. There was no logic or context to why I could not move on from him, why I couldn't forget him. Um, you know, even after two and a half years, he was the first and last thing on my mind every day. So I think that's a really strong sign as well. It's someone that you just can't shift 
from your consciousness or awareness. And I, I mean, I, I, I look back and I didn't even really like my twin that much. <laughs> he, wasn't, <laughs> he wasn't my usual type. Um, you know, we'd had a very casual connection um, and he hadn't treated me very well. And I'd never been the kind of girl to be involved in that kind of runner chaser dynamic. I was quite strong in, in the dating kind of game. Um, so it was out of character for me. And I think after such a prolonged period of time, it, it became quite clear there was something deeply um, magnetic and, and peculiar about the mm. connection. Let's talk about this runner chaser dynamic, because this also comes up a lot when you're reading about the twin flame journey. Can you kind of break that down to us, what the runner and chaser is? Well, it, it's just an energetic thing. Um, I always describe it like two magnets. You know, you get two magnets and you flip them around the wrong way and you try and pull them together and they mm. don't quite meet. There's that funny little energy in the middle that you can feel, can't you, between right. the magnets that you can't quite push them together. So when you get two unhealed twins this is what the energy is like they just can't quite come together they may get pretty close but they always get pushed away again and it's a very intense energy um so that runner ch chase the dynamic is this so long as at least one of the parties remains out of alignment or unbalanced once um one of the parties becomes balanced and still or in alignment the energy stabilizes and you you, you can actually have a, a union um, not that that's always the case, but it's certainly a, an, an energetic push and pull that exists because of the unbalanced nature of the individual's energy. Mm, interesting. So sometimes it just takes one person to kind of come into a, an alignment. And do they both have to come into an alignment or is it sometimes just one and it mirrors the other person? Yeah, not necessarily both of them. What tends to happen is usually the divine feminine that reaches a surrender stage and comes into alignment, but holding that alignment when you're in contact or in the presence of your twin is very difficult. So, I mean, this is why union is, is quite rare at the moment. Um, but you, there are exceptions to that. I mean, I, I have encountered a lot of clients who are living together as twins. I mean, it's extremely challenging. I wouldn't wish it on, on anybody, <laughs> but it does happen. Um, so, you know, some twins will have an agreement to resolve their karma together and to work together to heal. Mm. But it's an incredibly challenging connection when that occurs. But as a general rule of thumb, when one twin heals, usually the divine feminine, the whole connection stabilizes somewhat and union becomes a lot more possible. But what's really interesting is usually once the divine feminine has surrendered and come into union with herself, that she can identify how you know her twin is perhaps not at all ready and she may not mm. want him at that stage i think it's more common for the divine feminine to to move into surrender and acceptance and suddenly realize wow he's vibrating really low you know you yeah. can stay down there until you're ready to rise up to meet <laughs> me. so union is quite uncommon um we're seeing more and more of them certainly in the last year and we're expecting to in the next next couple of years but um it, it, for, for a successful union, I think it's important to clarify what union means because yeah. there's physical union and then there is true union. And physical union is about living with your twin, being in a relationship with your twin. But true union happens spiritually when the souls reunite. And that only happens when both twins come to a place of healing and, and you know, ascension. So does this typically, it sounds like because of this journey, it this would probably happen a little bit later in life. Like this is probably not going to happen to a 16 year old, you know, but um, 
I mean, I've had some younger clients that are twins. It, it, they tend to be older. I'd say the average age range is 30 plus. Um, but you do get, you know, some people in their early 20s, perhaps, that are arriving at this journey. Mm. I think they have a much more challenging journey ahead. I mean, some of them are very old souls and ready, but for both counterparts in that age group to be ready is really challenging. I mean, age gaps are also really common. Quite often you've got one twin who's much older and another who's much younger. Um, so I don't encounter many teenagers, but I'm not sure that they've got the, I guess, the emotional awareness to identify mm. the connection. And I think at that age as well, they're also much more likely to be in that codependent, needy, not right, quite found right, their feet right. in relationships. Exactly. So there are a lot of people in that age group that think they're twins are actually just, you know, just going, still going through life. love and life. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, I feel like once you've hit, and I know like Saturn return 29, it does like, I feel as a person, it's like your life changes. You're more self-aware, you know who you are. So it's mm. very different when you look at yourself from 29, 30 back as a teenager as to, oh, why Absolutely. did I make that decision? <laughs> yeah, we've all been there. <laughs> you know, I had actually found you first through your YouTube channel and you were doing a pick a card reading, um, which I love watching these. And you use both tarot and oracle cards. Will you break down what the difference of these cards are and how exactly you use them as a tool for spirit spiritual guidance? That's a really good question. So the, the tarot is basically a storyline. You know, there, there's 21 major arcana cards um, and 54 I think it's 54, I should know this. <laughs> um, minor arcana, which are split into suits, each one representing aspects of our energy. So you've got water, fire, air, and earth represented in the four suits. And then the major arcana are kind of the big storylines. So when I'm reading tarot cards, each individual card will represent a certain aspect of that story. You know, it's like saying, okay, that's chapter four, page 13. It's literally quite specific. Um, so each card has a very unique individual meaning. Um, obviously, that, that can be expanded upon quite dramatically um, by individual readers who use their own intuition and the messages brought forward. Oracle cards are, I think, much more intuitively read. I mean, especially those that don't have words. It's just a picture intended to trigger your imagination, your intuition. Um, some will have words on, some don't have pictures, in fact, and just have words. But I just use them as, as a trigger point to emphasize what the, the tarot cards have already brought forward. So they're kind of reinforcing messages that have already been brought forward through the tarot. I very rarely read with oracle cards on their own. Mm. Um, I, I use the two together, mainly because I like them. If I'm, yes. <laughs> I'm really into, I mean, I have a really big collection of cards and um, oracle cards are very pretty. So, but I like working with them in that way. But for me, I mean, I work with a tarot guide. So I'm channeling when I'm reading. And it's, it's interesting to know, I spent 20 years learning the tarot. And it was only post awakening and especially so after meeting my tarot guide, Arthur, that I started reading the way I do. Mm. Um, so, you know, the card is a trigger. It might give me a headline, but the story actually comes through the channeled messages from my guides. Um, so it's interesting watching different readers. You can see them all choose the same card and read it in a very different way. Right. And I think that's because, you know, as the card does tell a story. And you can read the tarot on its own without any psychic knowledge or experience you can literally read the stories within the cards whereas oracle decks i think 
require you to plug into your intuition, your understanding of symbology, which is unique to everyone. You know, what a dove might mean one thing to me, but something completely different to another person. So we're drawing on our our own kind of symbology lexicon to figure out, you know, what each card means to us. Right. What, what colors are evoking emotion? If there's numbers, animals, nature, whatever it may be. Amazing. Uh, Okay. So let's, let's go into 2020. I know this is by the time this episode airs, we're already be a few weeks into it, but I just keep hearing over and over and over again that 2020 is going to be this year where a big energetic shift happens. So, so far we have learned that it'll be a four year numerology, which is a little bit more serious and has a little bit more of a practical vibe to it but also that the repeating 2020 with the two and a zero as an intensifier has a strong emphasis on love. Also, we had the lunar eclipse and we also just had Saturn and Pluto meeting up for the first time in Capricorn since the 1500s. So there just seems to be a lot going on. What can we expect for the collective in regards of twin flames in 2020? Well, numerologically, number four is the number of the divine masculine. Mm. You know, so 2018 was the number three year. That's the number of the empress, the divine feminine energy. So, you know, four, as well as being the masculine number, it's also about harmony, balance and stability. So I do see the masculine collective moving towards a much more healing um, should we say awareness mm. in the coming year? If you think that it's followed by a number five year, which is the hierophant, the number of change, and then a number six year, which is the lovers, that's unity. So I do think in the next two to three years, you know, we're going to be seeing the whole collective start shifting towards union energies. And we're all in different waves in different stages. But for me, 2020 is actually about balancing and harmonizing the work we've already done. I think we've seen a dramatic number of awakenings in 2019. Mm. Um, This year of the divine feminine and 2018 also, which was you know, the, the number two year, which is about that masculine feminine polarity. And of course, you've got those numbers in 2020. So I do think as well, it's about the masculine feminine really coming into greater level of balance with one another. But I did consult my, um, my twin flame astrologer, K-Moon, about this. She's got a, a very interesting perspective, if you'd like me to share. Yes, please do. So she, she reads pretty differently from most astrologers when it comes to twin flame. She reads Juno as the divine feminine and Jupiter as the divine masculine. Mm. And she's saying that her guys explained to her that their mythology is that twins are here to overcome as incarnations of divinity and divine love on earth, which I'm very much in, inclined to co-sign. And she breaks the 2020 journey down into the an outward journey. So the twins mission work in the world and the inner journey, which is what will happen between the twins themselves. So outwardly speaking in their work in the world in 2020, Jupiter, the DM will move into the sign of physical manifestation Capricorn, which you've already noted. And they're looking to make real and concrete expressions of divine love, which he's been activated to do by his connection to the divine feminine. So the masculine energy is going to look to stabilize his life now. Um, now that he's got a deep understanding of his love and who he is. And Juno, the divine feminine, will be looking to bring herself into balance and harmony and to hold the bar of fairness and justice in the world now that she's taken an 11 month stay in the sign of partnerships and justice, um, Libra. Mm -hmm. So both of them will be in these respective signs for a year. Now, 
But in a world between twins, you can find that many twin connections have already started to shift energetically as early as November 2019. And some twin flame runners and chasers actually switched places or both will have their eyes open to the enormity of the connection. So the ways they may have sabotaged themselves to the connection in the past and between the two of them are now going to have their sights on a new way forward that causes them to you know, address pain and facilitate more personal growth and deeper compassion. So it's a year also full of retrograde energies. Every mm. planet will be retrograde at some point in the year with the most significant and difficult months being May, July and September. So that's something to live forward to. Isn't it? Mm, yeah. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> it's going to be a, a year of change and revelation, but it's, it's the kind of revelation that will lead to stabilization in the years to come in particularly 2021. Um, and lastly, the, the Sagittarius-Gemini eclipse cycle, which begins in the middle of 2020, will be bringing change to all twins as they, they lead out of this path of duality consciousness and into unity consciousness. And that's not just in their own connection, that's in families, communities, workplaces and relationships. So it's a really big year for taking the unconditional love you have for your twin and letting it reconstruct your outer world, no matter what stage of the relationship you're in with your twin. Wow. Whew. 2020. <laughs> so what it's can we be a big year? Yeah. So what can we do to kind of help the, the twin flame journey? Is there anything, if, if there's someone listening right now and they're like, okay, I know who my twin is, but we're not connected. What can they do internally to kind of, you know, progress the journey? It's all about healing self. And, you know, the most common question I get asked is, how can I heal my DM? How can I get into union? And the answer is always just get into union with yourself. Heal yourself. That's where all your power is. That's the only control you have over this journey is all by going within, by focusing on coming to union with self. You can't come into union with a, a twin flame um, unless you are in union with self and you've already connected with the unconditional love that flows within you. And I think this is the biggest oversight in the twin flame community. You know, everyone wants someone to heal them. They want someone to heal their twin. They want some magic spell that's going to bring them into union. And they're just very resistant to actually doing the work, doing the healing and taking it inwards and I can understand that you know we all arrive at this journey with self-love deficit and we we all want to run from that pain none of us want to actually face it but that's where your power is and that's what's going to empower you to move forward productively and also um, accelerate your journey as I said once the divine feminine comes into union with self the energies in the connection massively stabilize and I see this again and again and again um, it's it's so interesting to observe in my divine feminine clients that they move into this surrender stage and all of a sudden DMs back on the scene and they're looking at them with different eyes. They're thinking, Oh God, you know, he's a mess. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I really want him now. Um, so it, it kind of, you, you've just got to come into union with self. And what's really beautiful about that is once you arrive there, you release the need to be in union mm. because you recognize that the love that's already inside of you is bigger than anything you can find outside of you anyway. Yeah. Um, no one can compete with that, not even your own divine masculine. So, you know, it's about healing self and that's where the focus needs to be. And I do think the twin flame journey is relevant to everybody. Yeah. You know, I'd say 90% of the population exists with self-love deficits. And if you're a spiritually inclined person, you know, getting on this journey of ascension, self-healing, 
finding that self-love within you is going to be powerful for everybody, whether you're a twin or not. Mm, I love that. Is there anything else that you wanted to share? Any messages or guidance from, from your guides that you want to share? Anything else for 2020? Um, just to get your heads down and do the healing work. And also there is power in numbers and we, we really do rise by lifting one another. I think it's interesting to note that the divine masculine grid is already connected. The, the, the masculine collective is literally connected as a whole, but the divine feminine grid exists in waves. That's to say there are pockets. There is, there is separateness in the divine feminine collective and it needs to unite. Um, so I'd really like to see for 2020 divine feminines working together to heal together, heal one another and um, to be looking at the bigger picture, um, you know, rather than so self-focused. And I know that sounds a contradiction to what I've just said in terms of focusing on self-healing. But once you've arrived at that surrender point, you know, you are empowered to move forward in your mission to spread unconditional love and to share that with the collective because we really do all rise and move on this journey together. Mm, I love that. That's so beautiful. Charlotte, you have provided us with amazing insight today. Where can our audience go to learn more about Twin Flames and connect with you further? Well, you can find me at my website, which is happysouls1111.com. And there's links to all of my, um, my social media, my YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. You can find that all on there. The K-Moon, who's a fabulous Twin Flame astrologer, her website is still in progress. But if you're curious about getting a reading from her, you can find her at chrysalismoon at gmail.com. And that's chrysalis with a K-R-Y-S-A-L-I-S. So chrysalismoon at gmail.com. You can find a link to her on my YouTube channel as well. Yes, beautiful. And you guys just did an amazing collaboration together on YouTube. And more of those, please. Those are so good. I loved having you both in one. (laughs) Oh, no, it's it's tremendous fun working with her. It's really lovely to get, you know, she's got a very unique perspective. And she she channels just for the collective. Even though she's an astrologer, she channels specifically for the Twin Flame Collective. And she really does bring forward some some powerful downloads. So it was an absolute joy sharing that with her. I love it. Charlotte, you're so full of light and you're doing such important work. Thank you so much for sharing your gifts with us today. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Ah. I love a good conversation with a spiritually advanced light worker. I seriously always walk away from these conversations feeling more enlightened with wisdom. Charlotte provides tons, I'm talking tons of free content and readings through her Instagram and YouTube channels. Definitely check those out and follow her. Plus, she offers an array of services on her website. I've linked it all on this week's episode notes found on mindbizlife.com. If you enjoyed this week's episode, share it with a friend or a loved one. You never know when someone may need to hear this message. I'll be back on Friday for another episode of Fuel Your Life Friday. And next week, I've got one more forecast conversation to hit you with. Until then, remember, every level of life is an opportunity to grow. Be well, my friend.